and welcome to Delapri, the Happy Abbey, a series of conversations with local people about Delapri Abbey and how it links to the well-being of the community. My name's Laura Graham, I'm a Northampton-based freelance writer and community activist, and in this episode I talk to Emmy Anstey, who is one of 110 volunteers who are integral in keeping Delapri Abbey up and running. Emmy is an Abbey host, which means she interacts with visitors and shares the history of this 900-year-old estate. Emmy's 19 years old, she's studying food science and nutrition, and has a rare genetic condition called bardet beadle syndrome, which impacts her sight. She has a YouTube channel called Emmy's VIP Life, the VIP standing for visually impaired person, where she spreads awareness and inspires people who have visual impairments or are blind. We talk about what it's like to volunteer at Delapri and how she's brought a whole new meaning to the term blind baker. So, Emmy, hello. I'm here with Emmy, one of the volunteers at Delapri Abbey, and we're going to be talking about her experience volunteering and how that impacts her well-being um, and lots of other interesting things, hopefully, by the sounds of it. So, hello, <laughs> Emmy. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for taking the time. So we're we're backstage at the moment, as it were. We're behind the scenes at Delapri. Um, yes. Whereabouts are we? So this is the, um, this is called the cottage. This right. is where, when we have our briefing meetings, this is where we'd be to, to, for them to explain what we're going to be doing in the day or what event we've got going on or who's going to be coming around, like who's booked a tour. Brilliant. And how long have you been volunteering for Delapri? So I think this is my 13th week, but that's not including... I did four induction sessions as well, so maybe 15, 16 weeks now. Yeah, so mm. quite a while. And what is it that you're actually doing when you're volunteering? So I'm an Abbey host, and so I'm up in the Boover rooms, and I basically explain all the history of the Boover family and other bits to do with the rooms to the visitors that come round. Wow. And is that every week? or? It's every Sunday afternoon. So, but I, I want to change to Sunday mornings because um, cause I'm night blind because my I have visual impairment, mm-hmm. and the nights get too dark so I can't see. So I want to swap to a morning, but they're fine with me doing that. So okay, and what got you into volunteering at Delapri? Well, actually, um, they actually reached out to me because um, through doing my YouTube channel, I did a video asking for some volunteering, and one of them saw it and told one of the duty managers that they reckon I'd be someone quite good for them to have. So we had that meeting and then we discussed what would be good and how to change the induction session to make it inclusive so I could do it. Fantastic. So tell us all about your YouTube channel then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because well, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> I've only done, um, I've done 27 videos so far and it's all about aware, spreading awareness about what it's like living with a visual impairment mm-hmm. but also to show people and hopefully to inspire some people just to show them that you can do whatever you want to achieve despite the limitation of having a visual impairment and that there's plenty of things you can still do. You've got to find a different way of doing it. So there's some videos that are my absolute favourite, mainly because half of it is me just laughing about the situation for it. <laughs> so there's one about me talking about my colour blindness and one about um, other things I've done, like how I celebrate my A-level results or my nerves about starting college. And it's just... Either something that I've done that I want to share or some kind of information I found or just something completely random that interests me. That's cool. And so you started this a while ago? 27 videos, that's yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, I started it, I think it was like April time this year. So third lockdown, I just decided, I've been talking about it for a little while with my family, so I decided why not do it? Why not? Exactly. So. 
And what's the response been like to you? The response has been brilliant. It's been shocking. <laughs> the fact that 67 people want to subscribe and like, listen to me ramble on about stuff every single week is incredible. That is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> and like my first video, just explaining about kind of my background and my vision and just introduction to my channel, it's got 650 views now. Wow. So it's, in, it's insane. That's incredible. And have you done any um, particular promotion for it or have people just stumbled across what you Not doing? really. I've kind of shared it on a few groups on Facebook, but apart from that, that's it really. But like I said, it's had so many things I've got from it. Like I said, this volunteering, I've done two interviews now. I've been part of another, I am part was part of two other projects with like film slash short videos. So it's been really interesting. Wow. Quite the media star. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, yeah, I've done a couple of interesting things over the summer. <laughs> um, and you mentioned that you shared on your YouTube channel about your um, experience of moving on to college and stuff. So yeah. have you just, are you going to college? Uh, actually, um, I've just finished, so this is my fourth week there. Right. So and I'm doing level three food science and nutrition. It's really interesting. Oh, wow. Um, what does that mean for, <laughs> for people like me? So um, basically, it's all about... So a lot of so every Friday we do practical, so we do cooking all day on a Friday, and then Tuesday and Thursdays we do the theory behind it. So at the moment we're looking at allergens and tolerances and different stuff to do with food hygiene. Later on we do about vitamins and minerals and impact them can, they can have on health and th- other things to do with that. Wow, that does sound fascinating. Yeah. The Friday is brilliant. I love <laughs> the fact we cook all day on a Friday. What kind of things have you uh, cooked so far? Oh, this Friday's just gone. I made a lemon meringue pie oh. and spinach and feta mini tartlets. And oh. then next week, I'm making... Well, this Friday coming, I'm making jam and lemon curd. Oh, wow. So. I should have... If I'd have known, I would have asked you to bring some lemon meringue pie in, because that is one of my Well, there's none left, favorite. unfortunately. All my family ate and oh. demolished it. <laughs> Damn them. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And what are you going to... So once you've finished your college course, what are you planning on going into the food industry? I have not a clue what I want to do. Right. So you just had an, an interest in that in that field at the moment. Basically, I did the food prep and nutrition at GCSE. My absolute favourite. Would have done it for A-level, but my school finished doing it. Oh. The year I went to A-level. And of course, the year I finished, they started up again. Right. So this was just level three, and I just wasn't ready for uni, and I don't really know what I want to do. So I just thought, I love this to bits, why not go go and do it as a, another A-level? Why not? So it's going good so far? It's going brilliantly well. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if we check out your YouTube channel, we'll be able to see what else you've been making. And what is the um, name of your YouTube channel? Uh, so it's Emmy's VIP Life. The VIP bit stands for Visually Impaired Person. Oh, and clever. I've, actually, I've done two videos on there. My, my cooking ones are called Baking Blind. <laughs> Because obviously it's a baking term, yeah. but then also it's a you know someone who's visually impaired, stroke blind, baking. Yes. Okay. So tell me, cause I I don't know about this stuff, but how does that work then? Because you mentioned a little bit about what you can and can't see before we started recording. So yeah. I think the listeners would be interested to get a uh, an understanding of of what you can see. Okay. So I actually have a condition, a rare genetic condition called Bardet Beetle syndrome, and one of the main things of that is it impacts sight. So I actually have no peripheral vision, so no kind of vision around my face. Yeah. But then also I have no depth perception and I'm night blind, sight have very light sensitive and slightly colour blind. So basically when it's completely dark, I can't see a thing. Yeah. And if it's too light, I can't see a thing. And colours 
are interesting. We argue about colour a lot in my family because they <laughs> see it as one thing, I see it as a completely different thing. Well, I mean, surely that means that it could be anything then. Could be. But it, <laughs> it definitely makes life interesting. And like that, when I did a video about my colour blindness, like I said, half the video is literally just me laughing about that situation. Because <laughs> it, does, it does make it interesting. Mm. And your so, condition, have you had this your whole life? I've had it my whole life, but I wasn't actually diagnosed until I was six years old. Wow, you're joking. No. That's, wow. How did you manage then as a child with, you know... I, to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> but it's just looking back now, it's just weird things. Like, the reason I used to hate learn to read, but now we know why, because I couldn't see the, the writing. Got you. But also, there's one video where it's like my parents, we're at my older brother's um, school assembly... And my parents literally went, you can't see him, can you? Little did they know, I actually couldn't because wow. I wasn't diagnosed till I was six. That's, I just find that's wild that they didn't, that nobody picked that up. Earlier. No, it wasn't until I did the school vision test when I was in like, yeah, reception year one at primary school that they worked out something was wrong and then they took me to a couple of different appointments and got me diagnosed. So you've had to cope quite well then, um, you know, for your formative years with mm. this condition. How, like, how does it impact you on a day-to-day basis now? So, to be honest, it doesn't really, because I've grown up with it. Yeah. It's kind of just normal to me. Like, everyone says I manage so well, but to me, I just it's just normal. Like, for getting around, I use a guide cane, mm-hmm. which I've actually been taught how to use since I was seven. And also, I also touch type for all my lessons. Because, again, those are two things they wanted to teach me when I was seven years old, so really early on. Wow. You learnt how to touch type. Yeah. <laughs> so, year six, instead of doing handwriting lessons, I would sit at the back of the class and do touch typing lessons. Wow. I bet so. everybody in your um, school year now wishes they could type <laughs> as fast as you. Well, I do. I can actually type what the teacher's saying while she's saying it and get all the information down because I can type about 50 words per minute. Wow. You, should, you could be a legal, um, you know, legal person in the courts or something to open it out. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. But yeah. but it must have been quite difficult then. Um, you know, having to do that in school. Mm. You know, but doing something different to your peers. You know, how did you find yeah. that sort of going through school? Well, it was a bit when I was a bit younger. Like it always kind of it's, it was quite hard to explain the condition and things like that because it always is hard to explain it to others. Mm. But to be honest, I've always been one of those people who doesn't really care what other people think. If it's something that I need to do or something that I enjoy, I don't really care what other people think at all. I just want to go do it. Yes, I love that attitude. So. I think I'm, I need a T-shirt saying, be more Emmy <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> um, so in terms of volunteering then, so you put a video out um, and sort of said, I'm looking for some voluntary Literally just work. saying, I'm looking for some summer volunteering Um said about the fact I love history and science and then just said about some of the stuff I've done and then yeah someone from here reached out on Facebook and just then told one of the duty managers and we got me in and we had a meeting and then went from there. So what is it that you actually do then you know you said that you talk to people about the history but yep. have you had to learn all that first? Yeah so them round my on four, four induction sessions mine were different so normally you'd go round on the back of four different tours for me my first two was just me and one of the volunteers going around them telling me all the history i also borrowed one of the books about the history of it as well Mm -hmm. and then the second two were i was on the back of a tour but we realized that was quite tricky because of the stairs that they have here 
right. on the tour. There's one that's a spiral staircase, which with my vision is quite tricky to navigate. Mm. So we decided the Bouvier rooms would be the best because they're best well lit. The stairs are really good to get up to them and that would be most safe, but I could still do like still do it. And speaking of, I've actually I've helped out with two events now. And actually I've got me down for another four coming up oh, towards wow. Christmas. So I what? helped out with the Not So Civil War event and the Heritage Fair and Classic Cars event they had here a couple of weeks ago. And what were you doing during those events? Again, just talking about history of it, of the Abbey and the family that used to live in those rooms and any other kind of questions they have, people have who come to visit. Cool. And I'm just interacting with them and making sure they have a nice time when they come around the Abbey. That's really cool. What kind of questions do you get asked then? I've, I've probably had pretty much every question you can have, really. <laughs> I've, had, I have, I've had one, I have to admit, I've had one I couldn't answer. Yeah. And it was about the ghost storage, because it's not one of the things I have to know about. So it's yes. not really something I, I know about. So I did have to say, I'm sorry, I don't know about this. Perhaps you can ask one of the other volunteers, because I'm not really sure. But a lot of it, it's like about something in the room, or it's about members of the family who lived there. So that I've learnt my history of that, so it's pretty easy to answer them. And because you've got a passion for history, yeah. I guess it's been easy to learn. Oh, yeah, it's something random like, you know, can we touch the artefacts? Can we go? Pl- can the kids play the piano? So, and what is the answer to that? It's yes. Good, because in one of the uh, in one of the previous episodes, yes. um, I was told that I was allowed to touch anything. Yes. Um, and I did, and mm-hmm. I was a bit worried, because the piano in that um, library room yeah. sounds a bit weird. Like, uh, I, to be honest, I wondered I've, if I'd I've been it. told it doesn't really work properly, yeah. so don't worry about it. And the harp is really out of tune. Yes, yes. So don't worry about that at all. Good. So. <laughs> <laughs> and when people sort of, you know, interact with the stuff, the books and the, yeah. um, you know, everything else here, how do they, you know, what are their responses to that? They actually really like it. The fact that they can literally just, you know, sit and read a book if they want to and look at the old kind of history and the old books we've got here. Or the fact that the kids, you know, when we're trying to explain the history to the adults, the kids can play the games and interact with the other things. Yeah, that's great. It makes yeah. such a difference. It makes history come to life, doesn't mm. it? Mm. I actually think it's better, a lot better. The fact yeah. that they can actually interact with the things is brilliant. Yeah, definitely. So. Um, and, and what's your favourite thing about volunteering at, at Delapree? It's just, I don't know, it's just incredible, to be honest. Every week I go home absolutely buzzing. Do you? Yeah, it's an incredible feeling. Just because I know that I've, like, everyone who I meet is really lovely um, they all kind of thank me for the history I've shared with them, and the volunteers here are brilliant. You couldn't have a better group of volunteers. How many people are there volunteering? I here? think there's like a hundred and uh, about 110 roughly volunteers across kind of the, all the different things like maintenance, gardens, happy host, all that malarkey, tour guides. Wow, that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, but you've got to remember there is like there's like weddings and stuff that go on here that is covered by people, and then there's the house and the gardens. So. That's true. And I guess if everyone's doing a little slot, it kind of... Yeah, and like sometimes someone's in and someone isn't. uh, Like we kind of swap it around. Yeah. And why were you looking for voluntary work in the first place? To be honest, it was mainly because I finished um, secondary school and then I just had three months of the summer where I just needed something to do, to be honest. (laughs) And I was like, basically, I'm one of those people who, if I'm not doing something, I get bored. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I've done some YouTube stuff and I'm going to meet my friends, but that leaves a big chunk where I'm not doing anything. So I thought, I love history, so why not just send some emails, do a quick video, 
and just see what happens. Like, I'm not going to, you know, not going to be any worse off if I do it or not. And did you have something in mind that you wanted to do volunteer-wise? I did. I'd like to work in something to do with history, so a museum or something, just talking about the history. Because, obviously, tour guide would be completely rubbish for me to do. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd probably lean to some broom closet or something and just not find my way out. <laughs> Although yeah. that might be interesting as well. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So so you get to, to kind of um, stay in one particular area and talk about that area of the of the house. Yeah, there's like three rooms that I kind of move between. Great. In, but they're really well lit because they're like where they are. The sunlight comes in from those windows mm. and it's just so light and bright. It's brilliant. Yeah, that's great. And have you made any friends while you've been volunteering? Um, basically, I'm friends with everyone, but it's quite... Um, <laughs> It's quite a range. Like, there's there's very few volunteers, I think, who are around my age. Really? Yeah, most of my, majority of volunteers are retired. Right. So, and I'm I'm only 19, so. <laughs> so quite an age gap. Quite, but then you have other people who work here who are, like, mid-20s and stuff like that. But I, the people who I do see, I think I'm pretty friendly with, so. Yeah. And is that part of the attraction of volunteering is sort of, you know, meeting new people and, you know, interacting with different types of people you wouldn't normally meet, I guess? Well, so the fact that I'm able to also do something I'm so passionate about and just give back and, like, I don't expect anything in return, I think that's even better than if you were working somewhere and getting paid. Why do you think that is? Just because, for me, it feels brilliant, the fact that, I'm doing this and I know I'm giving my own time, but I enjoy it so much that I don't mind and don't want anything in return. So the fact that I'm doing something I love and like having that experience and being able to share what I'm so passionate about with so many others is so fulfilling that it doesn't matter if I'm getting anything out of it or not. Actually, I am getting that out of it, which is the feel good of it. Mm. It's almost better than being paid. It's so much better. <laughs> Although, you know, we all need cash. <laughs> but, but no, I, I'm with you. I think, um, yeah. and, and as part of this series, I spoke to um, Lorraine Lewis of the Lewis Foundation, who mm. I um, volunteered for um, a few years back. And, and volunteering yeah. is something that I still do. And it's it's definitely, mm. I found it to be such a good yeah. well-being boost. And actually, this is not the first lot of volunteering I've done. This is like the fourth. Oh, what have you done previously? <laughs> um, I did health and social care for level two so for gcc kind of equivalent and you have to do volunteering for it so my school are brilliant and they let me help out with this other girl who has the same had the same condition as me who needs some extra help in her kind of work and was mother bits so they let me kind of sit and do resources and all that kind of stuff and also i volunteered teaching braille at my school oh wow i volunteered at a gardening club that supports people who are disabled and I think that's it. Yes, this is my fourth. So just a few things then. Just a few. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, as somebody who's, you know, 19, um, I know when I was 19, I wouldn't have thought about volunteering. I was probably more concerned with, I don't know, um, going out or... Oh, no, this is the fifth, because I volunteered with the lab technicians at school as well for three years, including when I did DV. So, yeah, this is the fifth. What, What do you think, as somebody of your age and generation... Not everyone your age is doing volunteering, are they? No, a lot more would rather have a paid job and then have the thing of going out. But I think because I am, I have my vision, I prefer kind of... I do a few bits with my friends, but I'm not really bothered about going out and partying and stuff. I'd much rather 
I'd much rather do something to do with learning. I've always I've always been a weird one who loves learning, loves reading. I don't think that's weird. I think that's brilliant. For example, year ten, I got told off for reading too much. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? How do you get told off? I for don't reading know, too much? but it was a thing. <laughs> I'm one of those ones who would sit at lunchtime, still do, and just read my book. Or do some random thing of research. And I normally spur out facts that nobody ever needs to know. Oh, right. So. Facts then. <laughs> Come on then. Give me some Give me some interesting facts that I won't some know. Facts, uh, watermelon seeds, if you digest them, they actually help clear out the toxins in the liver and kidneys. Really? Yeah. That is a fun fact. Yeah. I love watermelon. Same. <laughs> <laughs> so I was quite happy when I discovered that. Okay. Um, yeah. What about any fun facts about Delapri then? Um, there's not really I've discovered here. Okay. Well, there is one that's more a rumour than a fact. Oh, okay. We like that as well. We think that Henry VII was held prisoner in the cellar here overnight during the War of the Roses. No way. Possibly. Okay. So it's a rumour. It's not a fact, but it's a rumour. So. I mean, it sounds fun, so... We know at least... All we know is at least the king was taken prisoner and held captive in the cellar here overnight. Ooh. During the War of the Roses. We think it was him, but we're not sure. But it's one of them. Wow. Because the Battle of Hampton was actually take, took place on the grounds here at Delapri Abbey. Really? Yeah. And the Ellen so. Cross, obviously, it's only a little way away from yep. here. So that's part of where they kind of stood when they had the battle. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I've learned something new. <laughs> Maybe I need to come back and, and have an official tour. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I do. My, uh, my gap in history is quite big. <laughs> I've always been a history nerd, so... History yeah. and science has always been my thing. Well, I mean, you're in the right place then, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can always come back at Christmas time and you know, see me doing some right old random stuff. So. Oh, I'm going to have to. It's yeah. good. Example, one of the things we do at Christmas is um, we have five days we're doing stuff with the kids. Yeah. And so I'm going to be the blind elf. <laughs> Again, I'm dressed up as an elf and I've got to give them out their presents at the end. Because I'm, I'm vision impaired and I have a guide cane. I'll say to everyone, I'm going to be a blind elf. You have naughty elf, you have nice elf, they have blind elf. Are you actually going to have an outfit? Yes. Oh, I'm living for this. I'm going so, to have to come back. 19th, 23rd December, I'm going to be here, dressed up as an elf. <laughs> Giving out presents. Yep. <laughs> now, will so, you be on Santa's good or naughty list, though? That's the question. <laughs> well. <laughs> I feel like with all the volunteering you've done, you'll be on the good list. Maybe. <laughs> Um, so one final um, question then, really, yeah. around well-being specifically. So obviously mm-hmm. we know that you volunteer and you've talked about all of the great stuff that you get out of volunteering at, yeah. at Delapri and the feeling about it and, you know, the fact that you get to learn and, and yeah. meet people and all the rest of it. Um, what about some of the visitors and stuff to the Abbey? Do you feel like they, as a community visiting, um, get any sort of well-being positivity from visiting? Don't get me wrong, you have a mix of people who visit here. Okay. So you have those who are more interested in it and those who like have come along with someone who is more interested and really aren't very interested in it. But I still feel like I have had people who I've had who have been really interested. They've asked plenty of questions, trust me, I've had so many questions from them. But in the end they do sound really interested. So they they that's the thing, you kind of when you are have more questions from them, you feel like they are more interested and you kind of feel like you are you are kind of getting more of a feel from them and kind of, you know, like a more kind of happy response. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So you feel like people do sort of learn some stuff when they're here and, yeah, you know, get get a bit from it in that sense. Even so if I they've been a, dragged along by somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I had a few today, actually, who, um, one person who was asking me all about, like, 
was a certain king here or was this stuff to do with this? So, honestly, the, the enthusiasm I got from him was brilliant. So that's what you like then, enthusiastic visitors? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bear that in mind and tell everyone we need to ask Emmy all the questions. <laughs> hey, don't don't stick me in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to test you now. Um, to be fair, you could tell me anything and I would believe you because I have no, no history knowledge whatsoever. Well, that's also the brilliant thing. Every single week, I learn something new myself. Mm. Yeah, you must do. Because yeah. you must have visitors come along that know a bit about the, the Abbey as well and probably yeah. tell you something. Either that or when a different tour guide comes around with a, one of the history tours in the afternoon, mm. they might say a different fact that I haven't heard before and I learn something new. So so this is definitely the place for history buffs. Yeah. I've I'm, I'm, I'm only been doing it a few months. There have been someone who, some volunteers have been doing it for so many years. I can see so. you being a long-termer, though, I think. <laughs> We'll see, but I love it, so... And would you recommend people come and check it out? I highly recommend before? coming along, checking it out, or coming to one of our events we've got coming up. Like We've got Christmas Fair, we have Halloween Spooktacular. Ooh, what's involved in um, that? So we have a film going on in the cellar Ooh. on Red Saturday and the Sunday evening, 30th and 31st. And 31st, we have the Pumpkin Trail in the Abbey, where we, you can have, personally, kids dress up, they do a pumpkin trail and they get a goodie bag prize at the end. Wow. There's always stuff going on here as yeah. well, though. We've got a Christmas fair, twenty seventh and twenty eighth of November. So there's always something going on, mm. and I'm, I'm helping out with both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you don't want to come around and look inside, maybe you know that's not your vibe. But you know, but there's lots of family the, activities. Family and activities, and they will always be the grounds and inside the abbey. Mm. So even if you don't want to come around and have a look, you probably will get a dose of history if you come round to the movie rooms when I'm when I'm on it. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, and yeah. you've you know you've inspired me. I'm going to have to come round. Or for you a might just get tour. a bit of a friendly chat and a bit of a laugh. So <laughs> one of the two, yeah, or both of the two. Hopefully. Or both, yeah. Depending. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your time today, and um, and for your volunteering. Um, you know, giving back. Thank to the you for letting me come and do it. So, <laughs> and everyone should check out your YouTube channel, which is Emmy's VIP Life. Is yes. That right? Yep. Perfect. Go and head there now and click subscribe, share, check out everything that you've been talking about because it sounds fantastic. So thank you, Emmy. You've been brilliant. That was Emmy Anstey. What a legend. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed speaking to Emmy. Uh, what a ball of positivity, of energy. She's got so much going on. Um, I, I really need to get one of those t-shirts, Be More Emmy. Maybe that's something she could do as part of her YouTube channel, start some merch or something. Um, I'd definitely buy one. Uh, anyway, if you want to learn more about Emmy, and frankly, who wouldn't want to, um, go to her her YouTube channel, which is Emmy's VIP Life, as we mentioned. You know, like, subscribe, find out more. Um, she really is fascinating and engaging. And to see somebody who's only 19, you know, volunteering and giving back to the community is just such a cool thing. Um so check that out. And if you liked this episode, then obviously um, go and check out the other episodes in the series. Um, give it a share, spread the love. And finally, if you want to do some volunteering at Delapri, where you might meet 110 new friends, um, then go to the website delapriabbey.org. You'll be able to see all of the events that are there. Emmy mentioned some seasonal ones, but obviously there are events all year round. So head to the website and check it out. And thank you for listening. Thank you.